And a good morning and a happy new year. Welcome to the show. The Back Nine Boys Golf Podcast is brought to you by Mizuno Golf. Reach beyond by Sea Palms Resort. Check out being a member at seapalms.com. By Bridgestone Golf. Play the ball that fits you. Check out their brand new ball. By Club Car, the global leader in golf utility and fun personal vehicles. And by RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic, giving back to our communities. On the show today, we're going to talk with Jim Nugent, CEO of the online pub Global Golf Post, about the PGA Tour's decision to let several players play in Saudi Arabia with conditions and the U.S. women's big announcement. Then Rob LeBritz, a Michigan head pro who has now made it to the Champions Tour. And then we'll talk with Jeff Babinbow about Tiger Woods and his son Charlie during the Father-Son Tournament and his thoughts about Tiger coming back on the tour. Some say maybe this year, some say maybe not, but we'll find out. First up, though, is Jim Nugent, good friend and CEO of the online pub Global Golf Post. Morning, Jim, and Happy New Year. Rich, Happy New Year, and thank you very much for having me on today. It is always a pleasure to have you, but first, let's talk about the big U.S. women's announcement this week. Mind-blowing. Are the, is the, the phrase that I come up with. Uh, what the USGA did yesterday on the seventh day of the, the first uh, full calendar year of Mike Wan's term is, is simply amazing. They uh, uh, almost doubled the purse of the U.S. Women's Open from $5.5 million to $10 million with a pledge to take it to 12 over the next five years. Uh, and they are, are following what they're doing with the men by putting the uh, Women's Open on truly spectacular, historic uh, golf courses uh, for the next 20 years. Just an amazing way to start the uh, women's professional game. Yeah, and Jim, how big is this announcement? I mean, the purse obviously is something that I know a lot of LPGA players and people have wondered why are not the women being paid like the men, but is this like a big, huge step and there is more to follow as far as other tournaments? It's a, a huge step forward, and, it, and Rich, it really isn't just about women's golf. It's about women's sport, and, yeah. and it parallels things that are happening in women's soccer and, and to a lesser degree, women's tennis, where there has been some sense of, of purse parity at the highest levels. Uh, it's a massive step forward for the USGA. It's a massive step forward for women's golf, and it, and it impacts just uh, women's sport, generally speaking. The USGA gets uh, three thumbs up on this move. Yeah, and it's also uh, interesting that uh, now that Mike Wan is with the USGA, that uh, that announcement comes. Um, I'm sure, obviously, he's had an unbelievable amount of impact on that decision. Little question about it. Now, Mike Wan's reputation as a champion for, for women in sport was solidified long, long, long ago. And it's not surprising that his first dramatic move as the CEO of the USGA is to uh, make this announcement yesterday about both the purse and the caliber of golf courses that the women are going to contest the national championship on. Yeah, I think that's a, a great announcement, great for the women, great for women's sports. But let's also talk about the decision by the PGA Tour to finally let the, plo- the pros play in Saudi Arabia, but with conditions. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a very layered situation. Um, and, and it's complex, and I'll try and simplify it. Basically, this tournament is a one-off. Um, it, 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 it doesn't really have a, a father or a mother, if, if, so to speak. It's not part of the European Tour. It's kind of part of the Asian Tour. It's certainly not part of the PGA Tour. 
and and it has some stature. It's been around for a long time. Big purses, big big uh, appearances, obviously. Right. Uh, but the backstory is that uh, uh, under the leadership, under, with the money from Saudi Arabia, Greg Norman is trying to start a rival tour to the PGA Tour. He's trying to recruit their players. They've hired a number of brand name golf executives to get this tour up and running. That's the big fight. That's the fight that's coming from the PGA Tour in Saudi Arabia. The fight is going to wind up in court. The Saudi Arabia situation, the Saudi Arabia Invitational, is a sideshow. And I think Jane Bonahan uh, quite rightly uh, diagnosed this as a distraction. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fight. Let's take on the big guy. Let's not uh, get caught up in the alley with some uh, uh, smaller uh, person. And so he released the players, extracted tremendous concessions and, and obligations from them in so doing. I think Jay made the right move in this situation. Do you think that now the, the stance is going to be even stronger, that this is, not, this is going to be an exception to the rule, or do you think he'll stay, stand behind the fact that if you play over there and want to play over there, you will no longer be a member of the PGA Tour? I absolutely think that's going to be the case. This is yeah. an exception. As I said, it's a one-off. Uh, if you're going to align yourself with this new tour coming from the, the Saudi Arabians, uh, you're not going to be a member of the PGA Tour, and you're not going to mem- be a member of the PGA Tour for the rest of your life, and that includes the Champions Tour. Yeah, do you think that uh, Norman uh, had any kind of influence or mentions during the QBE last December? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell by your laugh that you obviously knew he brought it up sometime. Uh, Greg Dorman is Greg Norman. He yep. do what Norman does. And why do you think he's so much against the PGA Tour? I mean, he, he's, he's battled with it. He's tried to do his own tour years and years ago. It never, never happened. But it just seems like he's just out there to do something against the tour that made him or started to make him all the money that he's got now. It's, it's inexplicable, Rich. Uh, I can only cite uh, a comment that was made to me by a, a friend of mine who at one time uh, was close to Greg. They played a lot of golf together. They were contemporaries and rivals. And this uh, individual said to me that Greg is a, a very lonely and bitter man. Mm. And uh, it's really sad that one of our game's great golf champions is being characterized in that fashion by one of his peers. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's talk a little bit about 2021. What do you think was one of the big stories out of 2021? And I got to say, besides the big, huge win by the U.S. team at the Ryder Cup, there were so many. You know, we we I think the one that stands in, in my mind is the reaffirmation that Colin Morikawa, Morikawa is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, you could take uh, his PGA Championship at Harding Park in 19 and kind of call it a fluke and say that, well, that was COVID and there weren't any fans and it wasn't that big a deal. And, and I think what he demonstrated last year is he's, he's a force. He's yeah. here for the long term. He's to be reckoned with. I think that was kind of my take from uh, 2021. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Look as you look now towards this year in golf, what do you think stands out to you this year? Well, I hate to keep coming back to it because it puts so much pressure on the young man. But, geez, uh, can't Rory win the Masters? Can't he become uh, a Grand Slam winner? Uh, he's done so much. He's, he's accomplished so much. He's also emerged 
in the Saudi Arabia situation and on so many other issues is the conscience of the PGA Tour, uh, a thoughtful young man who, who's not afraid to stand in front of a bank of cameras and microphones and answer questions uh, from the media thoughtfully and, and respectfully. <clears throat> but, gee, if he could just win at Augusta and, and, and put that behind him, that would be uh, the story of the year in 2022. Yeah, I know one of the big headlines over the last couple of days on social media was Patrick Reed going to PXG. Um, it, it just uh, seems, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but uh, obviously they did. Uh, Patrick Reed seems to be a man adrift. He, uh, you know, a, a world of talent, um, but just uh, playing on his own planet and, yeah. and and not particularly paying attention to anyone else. And therefore, I'm not sure how many people are paying attention to Patrick Reed these days. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Ryder Cup, great deal, great year. President's Cup coming up. Where does that sit as far as... Uh, uh, you know, popularity. I mean, I know Ryder Cup is always going to be higher, but where does that put the President's Cup? Like, okay, it's another U.S. and European battle. Well, it's it's not U.S. and European. It's U- U.S. and Asia. And and the problem is that Americans are familiar with many of the Europeans that play <laughs> on a Ryder Cup team, be it Lee Westwood or Ian Poulter or whomever. But we don't have any familiarity with the people that are playing on the uh, Asian team that comes over for the President's Cup at, uh, uh, in Charlotte next fall. Um, and, and so it's, it's not even in the same sentence, in my mind, yeah. as, as the Ryder Cup. We don't know the other team. We don't know their players. They're not nearly as talented as the uh, uh, European squad is in yeah. the Ryder Cup. And so it's been a, a walkover for a couple of years. Uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, this one needs to go back to the drawing board and, and needs to be reimagined. Yeah, it would be uh, nice to have a president involved, but uh, I know that uh, President Bush was the one that kind of started it, but that was because of his love for the game. But All right, let's talk just briefly about Tiger's return at the father-son. Pretty incredible. I mean, he looked like he was tired, He was, but he was hitting some great shots, and Charlie just amazed everybody. Well, Charlie dazzled and, and, and won America's heart. That's, that's to uh, be sure. Um, there was good and bad from Tiger. You know, he looked good. Uh, when you think about what we heard, and nobody knows exactly what his situation was after that automobile crash, other than it was serious and dire, yeah. he looked great. Uh, a bit of a limp, but uh, making solid contact with the golf ball. But by his own admission, he is a long, long way from being able to be competitive on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I, I'm one that's very skeptical that uh, we'll see him anytime soon. I don't think he'll play the Masters. Uh, those are big hills to climb for 72 holes if if you've got a limp. But St Andrews on flat ground near the uh, the water, maybe and hopefully. Yeah, I talked to Peter Kucher uh, via text who walked with Tiger and Charlie on Sunday, and he said there's no way that he can walk four rounds. I mean, he can play, but there's no way that he could handle four rounds walking. Well, last time I checked, they don't allow carts on the PGA Tour. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that pretty much uh, says it all. But, yeah. you know, uh, give him six months. Give him till July to get in shape, to build endurance, to get some strength back. Uh, 
I don't think it's out of the question that he shows up at St. Andrews in, in July. Yep, that'll be interesting. Jim, as always, we uh, thank you for being with us. Happy New Year, and uh, be well, my friend. Rich, thanks for having me on. Stay All right, you're welcome. Next up is Rob Labritz, a head pro who's been playing very competitive golf and winning, and now he won and he's on the Champions Tour. We'll talk to him in just a moment. Mizuno Golf has always had the best irons in the game. The JPX 921 Series offers feel and performance. They've got some new clubs coming out they're going to introduce at the PGA Show. Can't wait to go down there and take a look at them. New drivers, new wedges, new clubs. But you also got to check out what they've got at MizunoGolf.com. Uh, they've got these wedges that are incredible. They will improve your short game and then check out their putters as well. To check out everything you want about Mizuno at MizunoGolf.com, nothing feels like Mizuno. Reach beyond. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Our next guest is uh, Rob Labritz, director of golf at Glen Arbor Golf Club in New York and now an official member of the Champions Tour. Good morning, Rob, and congratulations to you. Good morning, Rich. How are you this morning? I am great. How are you? You finally got out of Michigan, even with that storm coming up, huh? Or uh, out of New York, sorry. Yeah, we had uh, we had about six inches up there in Westchester, and uh, when six inches falls, it wreaks havoc in the area. But we got out late last night, got in late last night, and... Uh, Man, it's nice to be down here in the sun. <laughs> it always is nice to be away from snow. As my brother says, you don't have to shovel rain, but you do snow. <laughs> yeah, it's well said. Very yeah. well said. All right, after playing and winning so many PGA Pro events, how does it feel now for you? And I know it's been a couple of weeks, but how does it feel to become an official member of the hardest tour in golf to get on and stay the Champions Tour? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great couple of weeks and months. Um, it, it feels incredible, as you can imagine. Uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, you know to getting down you know getting down there in third week in in uh, February and, and starting in the Chub. Just really looking forward to just you know getting down here and practicing and you know to be a, a full member of the Champions Tour. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. I know you've won a lot of tournaments, but what were you thinking about the last few holes? Uh, did you know where you stood, and did you know that you were you were going to do as well as you did at the uh, at at Q School? Uh, you know, I, I I had a good feeling that I'd play well at Q School. I was I was going into the tournament playing well. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time going to uh, to the to the Champions Tour Q School, so I didn't know, you know, what it was like um, uh, the first time you do anything. Uh, and to answer your question, when I got down to the like the last few holes, I, I knew I was playing well, um, but uh, I never know. I never know how many under or over par I I am. I just kind of hit each shot at a time. Um, so I had to ask my my caddy Todd Luigi on 16. I said, you know, how do we how do we stand? And and uh, he said. Uh, he goes, you're at 17 under, uh, and I said, uh, are you sure? And he said, yeah. He goes, uh, you're seven under today. <laughs> I said, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't comprehend it, couldn't believe it. And I, the next thing I wanted to know was how many shots clear of, of fifth place I was. So I said, <laughs> how many, how many shots do we have? And he kind of looked at me, and I sometimes Todd doesn't hear very well, and, and uh, he said, you got three. And I said, um, oh, wow, okay. I thought, and, you know, instinctively, I'm like, okay, well, I got three shots. I better play some golf. Three shots to fifth place. Everybody's playing well. 
And um, he, he heard me say this to myself, and he turns to me, and he goes, no, you got a three-shot lead. And, um, and then I just said, well, how many till fifth? And he just looked at his phone, and he said, well, you got nine. And that kind of uh, wow. put, uh, put things into perspective. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it, made, it made, definitely made the, the last three holes much easier. <laughs> well, I know you got a lot of congratulatory phone calls, but you had to make one right after you won, and you did a couple of interviews, and that was to your wife. How emotional was that for both of you? Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it, you know, being in that moment, you know, I, I worked so hard uh, my entire life up into that moment. So there was a lot, you know, it's been, a, it's just been a, a really fun ride. We're, we're totally blessed. We're, we're happy to make all of our plans and we're looking forward to what two, 2022 and beyond is going to bring us. Well, after that, and probably within that same day, you got a phone call. I know you're a director of golf at a Gary Player golf course, but you got a phone call. Um, you know, well done. Uh, you know, they've spent a few times up at uh, my place up at Glen Arbor. We have the, the Gary Player Invitational and the Berenberg outing. It's a so we get to see a lot of the legends, all the all the all the icons. You know, come up. Um, uh, you know, to entertain guests. And so I've gotten to know a few of them, and they're all just gentlemen, and, and you know, just surrounded by the game. Great phone calls from legends of guys that I, I you know like right now. So. Uh, I'm going to just turn it to, to Arizona, to California in the game. Well, I know you're good friend. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, so, you know, little things like, like that, which aren't so little, um, that I'm just kind of, you know, picking and choosing from, from certain things that I hear from people. And, and, you know, it's been since 2003 since I played full-time. I played the Canadian Tour in 03 and 04. So I'll have to draw back on some of my travel experiences and, um, you know, just, you know, learn how to eat properly and, and uh, you know, while I'm on the road and work out and just, you know, find a balance on the road that I, that I have when I'm at my house. And that's what a lot of people that uh, know now that you're on the tour, they don't understand all the other things that come with it. As you said, how to eat, how to rest. I mean, how to spend my spare time, how to spend my practice time. And there's just a lot of other aspects that come onto it besides showing up for your tea time. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, the greatest thing about out here is um, the Pro-Ams. I mean, the Pro-Ams are such a huge fabric of the Champions Tour and, and entertaining the Pro-Am uh, people who play out here. So, you know, that's done two days a week. Really looking forward to that, getting to know some people and, and, and talking to all their uh, all these people about their, their walks and golf and, and how we ended up on the same course together. So, you know, it's a demanding, there's, there's uh, you know, there's, there's, there's things you have to do, there's places you have to be, and, and then you have to get your practice in. And, and work out and, and you know you got to get your, your meditation in and and all the things that got you here to the point um or at least got me here uh, i have to i have to just find a way to repeat and and find a good routine while i get out on the road which will be interesting the first three weeks yeah sure. and the pro-ams give you an opportunity besides the other practice days to play the courses um some you may be familiar with but probably many you are not yeah i'm, I'm not familiar with uh with Really, any of the golf courses on the Champions Tour. There, the, I I played one Saucon Valley where the U.S. Senior Open is, and I'm not even qualified for that event yet. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of new golf courses to learn <laughs> right. for sure. Uh, so I'll be, I'm sure I'll be uh, taking some Tuesdays and and even some Mondays out to just kind of you know get right around and and get used to the surroundings and the greens and and uh, where to hit it and where not to. But uh, it's still going to be a heck of an adventure, and I, I can't wait to get to work and and get all the stuff done. What are your expectations this year, Rob? I mean, first year on, as you said, playing unfamiliar golf courses, just a thrill to be where you are. 
so what are your expectations? How are you going to go into this? Just enjoy the ride? Well, you go enjoy the ride, but also work my tail off to uh, make sure that the ride is as smooth as possible. Um, I'm a hard worker. Uh, I, I, I love doing everything with the game of golf, and now I get to put the you know, my game sort of on the forefront and travel and, and learn the golf courses and save, save shots here and there. So for me, it's really just, you know, you know, getting into this new water that I'm, I'm, I'm in and navigating the water uh, and then, um, you know, playing good golf along the way. I mean, I look at the, the entire thing as, uh, as a new golf course. You know, this entire year is a new golf course for me. So um, I get to go have a bunch of experiences that I haven't had uh, ever in my life. Uh, I'm going to be you know, uh, talking to some of the greatest or if not the greatest players that have ever walked uh, the, the grass. And I'll be learning, uh, hopefully, a bunch of new things and, uh, you know, maybe even throw out a nugget or two for, for the guys out there along my journey. So uh, just looking forward to, you know, sharing golf with everybody that I get a chance to meet out here and, uh, and playing uh, to the best of my ability. <laughs> that's, that's the those are the two goals. Well, that's all you can do. I mean, you've already played some pretty darn good golf along in your career. Now you're going to play with some of the guys that you've looked up to and known all these years. Uh, tremendous amount of luck and uh, blessings to you as you start out on the Champions Tour this year, Rob. Thank you for being with us. Rich, thank you very much for having me on the show. Blessings back at you. and. Uh, have a great 2022 and beyond, okay? You bet, and you as well. Take care. Thank you, Rich. All right, Rob Labritz, uh, former director of golf, club pro at a Gary Player event up in New York, now a member, an official member of the Champions Tour. Coming up, senior writer for Golf Week, Jeff Babineau, is going to be with us talking about the father-son tournament with Tiger and a lot of other things going on in the year of 2022. But right now, you need to check out the monthly specials created by the local elementary schools only at CJ's Italian Restaurant. Uh, you can check them out. The teachers and the kids come up with some great ideas for pizzas. And if you order those, part of the proceeds goes back to the kids to help them at their schools. So it's a great organization, a great job by CJ's. Most of their food is made in their kitchen from scratch every morning, including their pizza doughs, their breads, their sauces. My mouth is watering. Dressings, toppings, meatballs, lasagna, and even PJ is sitting here going, let's go. Well, they open at 4.30 every day, so check them out. They're Produce is delivered fresh and prepared daily. You can only get deep dish at CJ's, and it is incredible. Reminds me of Chicago. Yep, it does. So check out their menu at CJ'sItalianRestaurant.com. Hey, this is Bo Van Pell from the PGA Tour, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Glad you're with us. Uh, Happy New Year to y'all. We appreciate you being with us on a Saturday morning. Our next guest is uh, Jeff Babineau, who's a great writer, and uh, just want to talk to Jeff a little bit about uh, what he saw at uh, the father-son. Uh, good morning, Jeff, and welcome to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Morning, Rich. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you, too. Um, what were your thoughts when you went to the uh, PNC at uh, the Ritz? Uh, Tiger Charlie were there. Um, what was your first indication? What was your first thought when you heard they were going? My first thought was surprise. You know, I know the the tournament was uh, holding a spot for those two, and it just sounded very hopeful. You know, all we had seen just weeks earlier was Tiger basically hitting a wedge, uh, and then he was hitting a few balls on the weekend at the Hero. And uh, when we went out and walked the practice round with those two on uh, on Friday, it was just pleasantly 
surprising to see how far along Tiger was. Uh, he had, you know, he had talked about his lack of speed, but he had more speed than I think we expected to see. Uh, you know, he was hitting shots, he was enjoying himself, and it was just, he just adds so much to an event. So, um, I, I mean, I, I was just pleasantly surprised to see how far along he was, and then to have his son add to the mix with his incredible play, uh, they really put on quite a show. So it was, it was a really nice way to end the, a, a long golf year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously everybody was watching. The ratings were um, just incredible. Um, golf course is great, plays well for him. Uh, it looked like it played better for Charlie, but he took some shots I couldn't believe. But uh, yeah. observations. I mean, I talked to Peter Kucher via text, and he said when we walked with him on Sunday, there's no way that he would be able to play four rounds of golf. At this point. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the big challenge. Yeah. I actually walked up. I, I talked to Matt at the end of the round, and uh, I just wanted to get his observations on where he thought Tiger was. And uh, he, he goes, man, he, goes, he was he was hitting all the shots that he can imagine. And, and we talked about the big uh, factor for Tiger going forward in determining whether or not he can play is just the walking of a golf course. And, and that's that was kind of like you know I think he'll be able to figure that out, but I, I think that's a huge uh, you know people kind of underrate that as part of a golfer's week. Uh, if you're playing a practice round on Wednesday, you're work you know you're walking 35 40 miles a week, and and Tiger definitely showed fatigue yeah. in the middle of his back rounds to the week. So that that's going to be a huge deal. Uh, once he gets to that point, you know that'll be the hurdle to clear to get back to compete as he says as a part time player, but. Uh, we certainly all hope to see that happen. And part-time, when do you think, based on what you saw and what you talked to Matt about and Tiger, what do you think the Tiger showing will be as far as coming back to play? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to say because, I mean, he honestly seemed to not know himself. So, you know, when you talk timetables, I think he's just been really smart about it and patient about it and just you know, it sounds cliche, but he really does take it day by day. At one point, he talked about working from meal to meal, huh. and uh, he said once he got once he was able to get out of bed after a few months, there's been no days off. So he's certainly working at it. Um, I, I would hope to see him in the summer at the Open Championship in some form. Okay. The last time around, it's 150th Open. Uh, it's a course. He if there's a course you can walk, that's a course you can walk. Um, and, uh, you know, they always do something with the past champions. He'd probably be at the dinner and maybe play an exhibition with the champions. And who knows, maybe he'll tee it up in the tournament proper. But uh, right now, I mean, the timetable, I think he's being pretty smart about not really setting one and seeing how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year because there'll be a Tiger watch the, you know, the entire year, yeah. especially uh, around the Masters. Um, uh, but yeah. I'm not sure that he's ready to walk up and down those hills at Augusta. Yeah, I I don't think so. You know, it's, it's watching Phil this week play at Kapalua, and he hadn't been there in 21 years. And he the first observation he had walking off the course on Thursday is what a hard walk it was. And that's <laughs> you know Augusta's like that. Augusta's one of the hardest walks of the year. Uh, the caddies always say that, and it just that would seem like an awfully tall task, but. I, I've learned one thing. I've covered Tiger since his amateur days. Yeah, you, you never can doubt the guy, so you just don't know what he's going to pull off. Well, you you mentioned it. You've you've covered over a hundred major twelve Ryder Cups, 
all 15 of Tiger's majors, which one of his majors stands out to you from the 15 that he's already gotten? Yeah, I mean, it would it has to be between the first one, which is just so dominating and, and such a, a life-changing event for golf, and winning the Masters in 97 to probably winning a U.S. Open by 15 shots. I mean, it was just, we knew Tiger was at a different level, but you don't win any kind of golf tournament by 15 shots, let alone a U.S. Open, and, and let alone do it with a triple bogey on the card. Yeah. Uh, that, that was just amazing. I mean, it was, just showed you he wasn't, he wasn't a level separate from these guys. He was a few levels separate. And that was just a, an amazing, just to see the shock on the players' faces that week of how are we going to take this guy down? Uh, how are we ever going to beat him? Uh, it was just amazing. You know, the Ernie Ells and, and all the guys Davis loves of that era, they just, they almost want to put their hands up and surrender to the guy who's that dominant. Yeah, he's come back from a lot of things that I think a lot of people never thought he would come back from. Uh, he's had a rough, you know, 12, 13 years as far as injuries and, and some other things. It'll just be interesting to see. And as you say, he's looking day to day. He's probably looking tournament to tournament and maybe looking at this point for summer or fall to see what he can do. Yeah, and as you say, it's going to be electric when he does. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine. That. It's, it'll be a, it won't be a golf event. It'll be a you know, worldwide sports event, and, and we saw that in a little, you know, the little hit and giggle father-son, the parent-child event, uh, drew over two million viewers on the on the weekend days, and um, yeah, when he when he comes back to golf, it's going to be a huge event for all sports. Well, let's talk about another huge event uh, that's coming up at the end of this month in Orlando, the upcoming PGA show. Many major players are not going to be there so what do you think we're going to see when we go down there yeah it's unfortunate i, I like the show. i've been going to the show probably since the early 90s and i can remember the days when they actually were real product launches there I mean, right I right saw the big bertha or things like that um so it's always kind of just a great gathering right it's the one time we get to gather as a sport so many different facets of the industry uh, and, and some of these companies, you know, the Titleist and TaylorMades and Callaways and Cobras would build many cities in there that were really interesting to see. Uh, but as you say, yeah, it's going to be a little different, a little quiet. I mean, it'll, it'll, I think, you know, we're kind of still kind of, uh, there's a lot of trepidation just into the world of travel these days in the state of the times. And, sure. And uh, it'll be nice to see, nice to see a lot of people because we really, uh, haven't gathered as a group in golf for a while, it seems, and um, so it, it'll it won't be the robust show I think we're used to. But uh, you know, I think when when golf gets together, a lot of good things happen, and, and so I think it'll it'll have a positive uh, effect in that manner. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. As you said, without the product launches, social media um, has really kind of taken away a lot of the product launches that they used to do at the yeah. PGA show, and you know now they're. You know, they're launching those in November, December ahead of the show. And then it's kind of like, okay, now you can see, feel, and touch it. But it's really going to have a different feel when we get down to uh, Orlando in January. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was at Golf Week for almost 20 years, our equipment guys would almost be bored at the show uh, after a while because they'd seen all the stuff. <laughs> right. As you say, I mean, you pretty much have to get it out in front of people in the fall if you're going to get into the selling season of a new year and 
<laughs> you know, I think in the past, like this new TaylorMade driver would be something that would have a ton of interest right. at the PGA show. Um, as we said, like back in the day, we'd, we'd never seen a big berth, let alone even hear of it. And, and it dropped in the pages of uh, USA Today the same morning they launched it at the show. And, and it was a real buzz. You know, you could really create some buzz on the floor of the show. And you know, there'd be transactions, there'd be companies bought and sold on the floor. And, and uh, just a lot, of, a lot of cool electricity to it, I think, for the industry. Um, but it, as you say, with, with people launching stuff early, we've seen a lot of the new stuff. Uh, I think some people maybe don't cycle products as frequently as they used to right now in the times. But, um, but you know, golf, golf seems to be in a good place. I mean, it seems pretty hot. It seems like the, the equipment companies are doing pretty well, and there's a lot of interest. So hopefully we see that trend continue. Yeah, but, you know, going down to the show, what I'm thinking about is let's let's look at some of the little guys that may not get as much yeah. publicity that may be introducing some new things or or just give us more time to look at what they've had that has always been overshadowed by the big people being there. Yeah, you're right, for sure. There, there's, uh, there's, 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 it always amazes me the ingenuity of people at the show, the yeah. different things people think of, uh, the different carts you see these days the single rider stuff and all the scooters and and there's just always some cool innovation there and yeah hopefully we'll see that um i don't know what demo day will be like i'm sure a lot of companies will hopefully still be there with that um and it's as you said it's a nice way to see and feel these things you a lot of times you've just read about products so it's kind of cool to see them and feel them and test them out a little bit and um yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, but as you said, it's just so many smaller players there. It really might be their chance to shine. Yeah. So, Jeff, with the year now that we're go- looks like we're going to be back traveling a little bit more, uh, uh, fam trips are probably going to be coming back a little bit more. Uh, what are you looking forward to this year as far as your travels? Yeah, just some normalcy. You know, I, I, uh, I wasn't going to Kapalua this year, but for years I went to Kapalua and I was – Honestly, I was kind of really thankful. Not as much as I love that place, and I just would get there and recharge the batteries for New Year. Um, I just I'm still a little sheepish on the on the yeah. or, or skittish on the travel, right? Yeah, right. Uh, getting on a plane for 11 hours from Atlanta to Honolulu, and uh, so I mean, I'm just looking for normalcy where we can travel. Golf's such a global game, and, and it's played everywhere, and I think it's cool where we can watch golf. Uh, and I love being out of tournaments and walking and feeling it and uh, certainly look forward to it. It's a cool slate of majors this year. And I just really most look forward to just a little bit of re- return to normalcy here where we can hop on a plane or, or go to all these events and not really uh, have that as such a big factor into the week. Yeah, well, uh, the new normal, I'm not sure we all know what that is at this point. And um, right. that normal may have a different definition than it used to, you know. All right. All right, Jeff, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Jeff Babineau, a former golf writer with Golf Week magazine and now writes for a lot of publications, does a great job. We'll be back with Jeff right after this on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. I'm Brandel Chambly of Chambly Piece of Golf, and you are listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show with Rich and welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Glad you're with us. Uh, we're with Jeff Babineau, a former golf writer with Golf Week magazine. Uh, Jeff, did it surprise you that uh, Bones went from the mic back to Caddian with JT? 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think it speaks to the uh, the thrill of, of the chase that the caddies get. Um, you know, Bones is a great caddy, you know, almost 30 years on the bag with Phil, but I would joke with him at events. It seemed awfully nice to be walking around with a with a microphone in your hand and not a 40-pound golf bag on your yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Uh, but I think it speaks to the chase that these guys really get involved in the chase. I think he, he would do it for the right guy. And Justin Thomas, he has a lot of belief in. Uh, he really likes the way his game has progressed. And, you know, he's learned so many new shots from when he was a, a young kid coming up and everything was seemed to be, you know, full out power. Uh, he now has added the finesse part to his game and he's just a world class player. So, I mean, if you're going to caddy, you got to have the right bag and the right guy, and, and I think he has that, Justin Thomas. Yeah, he's had some pretty good luck, not only with Phil, but now with uh, JT. It'll be interesting to see. What are your thoughts, uh, Jeff, on the PGA Tour stance and the new Saudi Tour, the Greg Norman, all this stuff going on? I mean, it's it, it's just going to go back and forth. There is going to be a battle. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, in my mind, when I first heard it, it only works if you get all the guys almost, right? I mean, you can't get a handful. Right. You can't take, you know, if you have five or six guys, that's going to get stale pretty quick. Uh, but it's interesting. And, and I think to George East point, it's kind of raised the tide for all the tours. I mean, it, it did make the PGA Tour look at what it's doing. It came up with the PIP program that you might not have seen otherwise that I mean, I don't know if it's a good program or not. It, it made a lot of guys, rich guys richer. Yeah. It is reporting the guys that moved the needle. You know, it's saying, hey, we, we appreciate you. And that's that's meaningful. The purses are amazing. I mean, if you look down the schedule and see, you know, these purses that are now over $10 million, uh, I think Bay Hill in our backyard here in Orlando is 12.5. And those were WGC-type numbers not that long ago. And that's those are week-to-week stops. So, I do think, you know, in all, the battle for players is only going to help the players. And do you think the PGA Tour will ever announce uh, who won the uh, PIP programs? Phil says he yeah, won. Tiger says he won. Uh, it sounds like Phil won, and I think he did. And I, I'm pretty sure Tiger might finish two as limited as he was last year. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a... Maybe it's kind of a lifetime appreciation check that, you know, Phil added Kapalua this week to get the second half of the $8 million, he said. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I with the year Phil had and winning a major and what he does on social media and jumping into things like the match, um, if he ends up being announced as a winner or comes out he won, that's not going to surprise me in the least. Why do you think Patrick Reed, Jeff, is so misunderstood, kind of in his own little world and uh, just kind of wants to stay in there? And, you know, now the announcement on PXG, uh, no big deal to me. I mean, I don't care what clubs he plays, but he's kind of gone up and down as far as popularity. Yeah. As Captain America's kind of maybe gone away a little bit. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. Um, I, you know, I've never had anything but good dealings with Patrick Reed. I mean, I think I find him honest and a good interview and you know he, he, when his game a couple of years ago his game is in real bad shape and he was walking over to see david ledbetter at, at tampa and he gave us all kinds of time talking about the struggles he was going through and things like that but he you know golf's a different game and some of these guys are are real lone wolves i think he's kind of one of those guys it's, it's patrick and his family and they kind of dig in and 
and take on the world type of thing. But uh, I, I've never had difficult feelings with him, uh, I, I, and I enjoy watching him play. I mean, I think he's a fantastic player. He's, he's a great putter. Uh, he puts himself in some bad spots, you know, uh, sometimes, which is unfortunate. And these, these guys control their own image. So, uh, you know, you wonder sometimes why he ends up in spots he's been in. But uh, but he's a terrific player. And, you know, hopefully he kind of resurrects his image a little bit because I, I, do, uh, I do think he's a world-class guy that's worth watching. Yeah, gotcha. Jeff, I can't thank you enough for being with us. Happy New Year, and uh, maybe we'll uh, see each other down at the PGA show. Let's do it. Thanks, Rich. All right, Jeff Babinbo, former writer with Golf Week, uh, giving his thoughts on what's going on with the Saudi Tour and the PGA Tour, Patrick Reed, many more. Listen to us every Saturday and Sunday right here on ESPNCoastal.com to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, 8 to 9, also on BackNineBoys.com. Listen wherever you listen to your golf podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks for being with us, and Happy New Year, everybody.